Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. I was lucky enough to hop on with the short ball to do a weekly preview that we usually do about the NRL. I'll be doing my own preview as well with just me, but I thought that I'd post this one as well. Just a warning out there for any West Tigers fans. Shortball is very passionate about his side. He's very passionate about the Eels. He's very passionate and truthful about what he talks about. And in this one, he does go a bit off at the West Tigers. So but the rest of the chat is a really good deep dive into this round of football. So I will post this one. And I've also got my own preview that I'll do each week coming out as well for each game that will come out on the days of the games. But without further ado, let's kick this one off. Here is your weekly preview with the Shortball. Yeah, everyone, welcome back to the round preview uh, with myself and Big Les from Big Les's League podcast. Um, massive couple of weeks of footy, massive week of footy coming up, some cracker games, including the uh, Storm Sharks game. We'll touch on that a little bit later. But firstly, Les, how you going, mate? I'm going all right, mate. Um, I'm quite excited for this week. A couple of tough picks, but also a few good games as well. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for this week of footy and I can't wait to preview with it. Yeah, there's, look, I found it a little bit tough, uh, tipping this week. Uh, obviously Raiders, Cowboys and Knights, Dragons, I found a little bit tough. I feel like I've picked the upset in both games. Um, hopefully it comes out all right. We'll just have a look back through though, Les, last couple of weeks of our tipping. Last week. I went seven of eight. The only one that I didn't pick was the Knights Manly game. You went six of eight. With the only game that you, with the games that you didn't pick, were the uh, Warriors uh, Cowboys game and the Knights Manly game. And the week before that, like this is just looking back through tips that we've actually got documented here. Um, the week before that, I went one. Just count back through this one, two, three, um, five, one, two, three, four, five, six. I went six out of eight, and you also went six out of eight. So I'm leading you by one coming into this week. You you insinuating something, short ball? I am insinuating that I'm the superior tipster. Yes. <laughs> now what we'll do. What we'll do is we'll get straight into this Cowboys Raiders game. And Thursday night footy, 750 GIO Stadium in Canberra. Raiders have been going good at GIO. They beat, they upset the Sharks and they beat the Titans as well there in what was surprising fashion, to say the least. Um, but their form has been pretty, pretty ordinary for mine. Um, I'll get your thoughts on this game first. Thoughts on the team list. My main points were that Scott Drinkwater retains his one and Xavier Savage finally gets his spot in the 17. What's your thoughts, Les? I really like the fact that Xavier Savage is in this side. I, The one guy that I've really been impressed with in terms of the Cowboys 
in terms of his impact he's had coming in last week with Scott Drinkwater. I think that the difference he made to that side, it almost looked like Cowboys were more structured as well. I mean, he really stood out like a sore thumb. Uh, we were talking about it beforehand. Also, Valentine Holmes, his form over the past few weeks has been really good. Uh, you're just scrolling down this list. Murray Talungi, great winger coming through. Most of these guys are having pretty good seasons. Tom Dearden's another standout who's been in some really good form of late as well for the Cowboys. I'm really liking this side going into this game. Um, look, and I love the Raiders, and they've got some grouse players in there as well. They've got, obviously, Chance to Clockstad, uh, Whiten and, and Schneider. Schneider I've been really impressed with at seven. I think that the Cowboys are going to take this one, and the only reason I do is because I think that they've, in forward pack, in the halves, not not so much in the halves, but just in terms of this side, I think that the Cowboys have more players in form at the moment. So I'm going to go ahead and tip the Cowboys for this one, but it is going to be a, quite a close one. Yeah, look, neither side has really good form lines. The Cows went through this little uh, period where they were absolutely destroying teams. So they beat the Raiders comfortably 26-6. to six. That was up in Townsville, though. And they beat the Broncos 38 to 12. Um, then they lost to the Roosters in pretty poor fashion. I thought, eh, here comes the Cowboys that I sort of expected preseason. Their loss up against the Dogs was obviously pretty ordinary. Um, lost last week against the Warriors. Don't know what to make of it just quite yet. But the Raiders, honestly, they deserve to have lost four on the trot at this point. Their win up against the Titans was fluky. Um, obviously getting pumped in that first half, 22 22 to six it was, but it was 22 nil with 38 minutes into the game. Um, the game being played at Canberra plays into Canberra's favor. They've been really good when they have played there, obviously collecting two from two. I'm going to have to lean with the Cowboys though. I think Scott Drinkwater, very, very big um, for their side. He's their best fullback and their best five, eight. I don't know why he hasn't been in the side up until last week. Um, on Tom Dearden's form, he's been amazing. Valentine Holmes, as you touched on, has been pretty good. Um, would like to see a little bit more out of the uh, forward pack. Jason Tamalolo has been good. Jeremiah Nano has been hit or miss. Um, but, yeah, oh, tough game to pick. Really, really tough game to pick. But I'm going to lean towards the Cowboys 28-18. to 18. I've got it. Yeah, for sure. I think I have to agree with you there. 28 to 18. I've also got it going around the 24 to 12 mark. I reckon it'll be two tries. Uh, Pretty similar to score to you. I think all uh, kicks are converted. I think it's just going to be one of those games that we're not going to be able to pick it until the last 20 minutes or so. It's going to be really close. Uh, But I think the Cowboys, while you said they have been a bit hit and miss, I think that in this game, I think it's a game they're very capable of winning. And just from what I saw from them last week, I think they should have won that game against the Warriors. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that field goal was just unlucky. But look, I mean, yeah, I just think that against the Raiders, it's a very game. It's a game that they're capable of winning for sure. So, um, yeah, as we said, Scott Drinkwater, Valentine Holmes did, and Townsend, Reese Robson. Uh, Cohen Hess comes back into the side as well, and he's been unreal in the front row. Tamalolo, Nanai, although hit and miss, he, I think, is he's something special, and we just haven't seen it really kick off yet. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm really liking this Cowboys side. So, yeah, 24 to 12 is how I see this one playing out. Yeah, we move on to the uh, the famous Good Friday game. Rabbitohs v Bulldogs played at the core stadium. Um, Rabbitohs' form has been pretty ordinary, if I'm being completely honest. 11-4 loss to the Broncos. I, I, I was happy to throw that away. They're 15-4 loss versus Storm. I said it at the time, although I didn't realise that the Titans-Tigers game was about to play. I thought that was the worst game of the year to that point. Um, then they went up against the Roosters. I thought, yeah, okay, they're going all right. And they sort of plateaued out a little bit again. Uh, Lachlan Illies is starting to come into his own. He's starting to play a lot better. Um, Latrell out for eight weeks certainly hurts with that hamstring injury. Uh, but Blake Taft slots into that spot as he did last year on that uh, grand final run. Um, Bulldogs, they've been bang average. Uh, a lot of people talking about their squad coming into this season, expecting big things out of them. I wasn't too keen on them, but despite that, they've still disappointed me with some of their results. Like the last two games up against the Storm and Panthers, they just did not go with them at all. Like from start to finish, it was dominated by those two sides. Um, look, I, I see this being a close one, though, in saying that. Uh, Burton and Flanagan will be a bit of a better Haas pairing than what Burton and Avarillo was. It looked that way in the Panthers game, although suffering a loss. Uh, Josh Adokar last game seemed a lot better than he had all year. He's starting to come uh, come good again. Tight, very, very tight game. I've got it going Rabbitohs way, but not by much, 18 to 10. Uh, Bulldogs should muscle up in defense. Uh, Rabbitohs been a little bit dodgy in attack, a little bit hit or miss. Um, yeah, so I've got Rabbitohs winning 18 to 10. What's your thoughts on this game? Well, I think that's definitely going to be a close one. As you said, Latrell out for eight weeks is going to be tough on the Rabbitohs, but I don't think it's going to be as tough as people are sort of putting it out to be. I've got a lot of confidence in Black Tarf, and I think that from what I saw from him last season, getting us to that grand final, I think that he was really, really solid and he was in some good form, and he's very good at dealing with pressure. So, Matt Burton, some big kicks. I hope that he can deal with those as a South fan myself. But as a fan of rugby league, I just can't wait to see this game. I reckon it's going to be an absolute cracker. Campbell Graham as well, someone we don't really talk about, having some great form over the past few weeks. Campbell Graham, yeah, um, he just does the little things right. And and that's what the people don't see. But I just think he's an absolute weapon and, and just a workhorse. So... Uh, yeah, he's probably one of my favorite players in this one as well. He comes up against Avarillo, who's just a crafty little fella. So um, I honestly can't wait to see the matchup between these two. I reckon that's going to be an unreal sort of contest there. Cody Walker and Lachlan Ilias, I thought of, I, th- I think are really starting to, I wouldn't say starting to gel, but they're certainly on the right way about it. They're sort of starting to get, Rolls down Pat. I think Lachlan Ilias is looking really good in that seven jumper, considering that Adam Reynolds was there before him. Uh, Burton as well. I'm really like liking Matt Burton in terms of the Bulldogs. Um, the impact he's had on that side has been phenomenal, even though they have been in some average form. I think that it's been of not from his fault at all. I think that he has been in some really good form at Ocar, uh, a good leader in this, in this side. The only thing I'm concerned about with the dogs is that they've got to get Adokar some more ball and some early ball at that. If they don't give him early ball, they're just, 
it's a million dollar player that you're getting not even half of that worth out of him. You know what I mean? It's I I think I think the main problem for Adokar at the moment is he's lost his confidence. Like I I've never seen a time, and this happened in the Bulldogs Cowboys game in round one. I've never seen a time where Adokar's made a break and not backed his speed to get there. Like he ran, he made a massive line break. He was away, but he was just sort of, it seemed like he was jogging and then he gets to hammer and instead of just backing his speed going around him, like he probably usually would, he sort of like half stopped up and like half sort of tried to step him and just looked uh, very hesitant with the ball in hand. And he ended up dropping it because the hammer just folded him. Like it's, it's stuff like that. He, he got an opportunity up against the storm. He got thrown a ball over the top where if he was if he was still playing for the storm, he would have backed himself, run for the corner, used his speed, might not have gotten there, but he would have backed himself. What he done instead was he sort of stopped, hit the handbrakes, and then just sort of lent, lent back in and took the tackle. Like it was he doesn't seem himself, which is why I was really impressed when up against the Panthers, he made that break and he backed himself. He got around his man. And he stuck to it. And then he ended up drawing in the fullback pass and inside. I can't remember who the one to score the try was. It was Stimson, yeah. Yeah. But it was a lot better from him, whereas previously he was sort of stopping, hesitating, hitting up handbrakes instead of just backing himself and backing his speed. Look, I think that there's two things we've got to sort of remember here when talking about Adokar. One, he's not young, flashy Adokar anymore. He's a bit older now. He's learned some things. He's more experienced, which is actually an Adokar I'd sort of prefer. And then again, he's not in the Melbourne Storm anymore. He's at the Bulldogs. He's at a side that's struggling and he's at a side that's trying to rebuild. He's in a rebuild phase. He's not in a Melbourne Storm who know what they're doing um, and are pretty okay in terms of their form. I'll give you that. Um, but look, Adokar, it's, 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 he's not in a top eight side anymore and He's doing really well compared to what I thought he was going to do because he's starting to get that confidence. As we talk about confidence, he's starting to call for the ball more. I think that it's the, the, the real problem is that he's not getting the good ball, the early ball, the good service that he would have got at the Melbourne Storm. He's not. Um, he doesn't need early ball, though. He's never been a player that needs early ball because he's not a destructive player. He's not a guy that one-on-one is going to run over the top of you. He's a guy that when put into space, he's going to burn you and he will score a try if he's given open air. That was the thing. Munster and Adokar's combination was so flawless in the fact that Munster could just put a kick in at any point in the set. Adokar would already know what was happening. Adokar would be the first one there every single time. He doesn't have that same connection at the Bulldogs. Adokar's not a player that needs early ball and is going to, it's going to do wonders for you. He's he is he does, he does need good service, but he needs to get put into holes. He needs to give it, be given open space to to run to really um, let down and and use his speed. And he hasn't been using his speed just yet. But in saying that, he's starting to look a little bit more confident. He did put on a little bit of weight over the off season. He seemed to be bulking up, trying to be better out of his own end. But I don't think he's a player that needs to be better out of his own end. I think he's a player that just needs to capitalise on opportunities and his opportunities are when he's given open space to run. Yeah, I sort of agree with you there. I mean, look, we talk about the service as well. The reason he hasn't been the flashy fast player again is because he hasn't been getting the ball that he needs to be the flashy fast player. 
So, look, I, look I'm look. i a bit 50-50 on Adokar. I still think that if he got the right ball, he would be one of the best wingers in the competition still, and I still think he is. Um, we just need to see him gel with this side, gel with the players around him, start to form some combinations because people forget this was a puzzle that only just got put together and we, we haven't really put the right pieces with the right spots yet. If that, if you like that analogy, um, it's, it's a still, it's still a work in progress. So look, like that I think at car for sure, still <laughs> one of the best wingers in the, in the comp, but um, yeah, it's going to take some time. Yeah. We'll move on to the next game. Now, the second Friday game, Bluebet Stadium in Penrith. We've got Panthers versus the Broncos. Traditionally a tough game to pick, mainly because the Broncos do do give a sight up against Penrith. They uh, tend to get up for these sorts of games. But, you know, Broncos have been bang average and Panthers have been unbeatable. Like the whoever they come up against, Panthers are just rolling through them. So I think this is an easy one to pick. Um, Nathan Cleary starting to come into a little bit of form again. He's... Um, he's starting to look a little bit better after coming back from that injury. I thought his first game, he was a little bit poor. Uh, second game, he's, he's uh, looked a lot more confident. He's playing the ball a little bit more. He's kicking games, coming back into its own. So I've got the Panthers winning this and winning well. I've got them winning 30 points to 10. Um, yeah, Broncos just haven't been good enough for mine. What's your thoughts on this game? Look, I think that... Yeah, it's a strange one. I think that the Broncos have a lot of potential. Um, yeah, but they just haven't been on form at the moment. I still think that Adam Reynolds and Billy Walters need some time to gel. Um, Billy Walters was very impressive the other week as well, uh, mind you. I think that he suits Adam Reynolds in the halves, but they again, they need some time to gel. Um, yeah, it's a strange one. I do think that I agree with you in the sense that Penrith are going to win well, though, for sure. I think that... Targo, May, fuck, they've been in some good form at the moment. They have really been impressive. Uh, Crichton, uh, he's been pretty good as well most weeks for the Panthers. Dylan Edwards, the effort Dylan Edwards puts in week in, week out is phenomenal. Mm. People don't realize the effort he puts in week in, week out. He pretty much averages 240 meters a, a week, which is just next level, next level for a fullback. So... Oh. I'll get up a stat for you real quick. Uh, this was posted by uh, Forty Twenty. If you follow that page, they sure come the stat leaders after round five. Now, Dylan Edwards absolutely blitzes everyone else in run meters at the moment. He's got one thousand two hundred and thirty-six run meters compared to second place James Tedesco with nine hundred and twelve. That's absolutely ridiculous run meters. Like, what's that? That's 240, 250 run meters a game. Most blokes would be lucky to get that in one game, let alone average it consistently. Like he's been absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, I can't praise Dylan Edwards enough for the start to the season that he's had. He's been absolutely phenomenal. One of the most underrated fullbacks in the comp. And I think people are just starting to realize how good he is. His confidence is definitely up after winning the premiership as well, because he's, you, other fullbacks will generally pass to their wingers after they get kicked to on a last tackle play from the other team. He's one of those guys that will take the run up. He's one of those guys that were not afraid to take on the line as well. So he's obviously always, he's getting those run meters in. Yeah. 
he's always been one of those guys. Like he was a key to Panthers' success last year. He's always been one of those guys where he gets the ball, he's taking the run. He's probably his efforts is probably only matched by Gutherson. Like that's that's the only player in the competition who's put has a similar level of output in in each game. But Dylan Edwards just no fear. Whenever he has the ball in his hands, he wants to run it. Um, always putting in a hundred percent effort for Panthers, and it's it's starting to show with most people now that he's putting up these absolutely ridiculous numbers. He was putting up similar numbers last year, but I don't know. Maybe it's just off the back of him finally having won that competition that people are starting to notice him. Yeah. Can you, are you surprised that we're talking about the Penrith Panthers and how successful they are? We haven't even touched on Nathan Cleary yet. Like this side has so much potential. It is crazy. Honestly, wouldn't be surprised if they go back to back at the end of this season. Like they are. They've got to compete. They've got to compete with the Parramatta Eels first, but (laughs) um, yeah, no, they're, they're definitely tracking in the right direction to be fair. Um, I want to see how they go towards the back end of the year to see if they get a little bit fatigued or if they're going to really power through to the finals again. Um, looking at this side on paper, it's a ridiculous side. Young, it's still a very young side as well. Like half of these blokes are still under 25, more than half are under 25. Like they're, they're going to be a powerhouse for a long, long time. And honestly, wouldn't be surprised if they can pick up another two or three in the next five years. For sure, man. They are incredible. And we can't forget the work that Luai is putting in as well. Luai really complements Nathan Cleary well. I think that they are such a good combination and and, and he's off the cuff, his step. Um, it's just unbelievable and it's fun to watch each week. Panthers as a whole are fun to watch each week. So, yeah, I agree with you. They're going to get this win. They're going to get this one well. I just don't think that the uh, Bull- Broncos sorry, can compete. Um, I would be surprised, though, if it does end up being slightly closer than what we picture. Um, we can't forget Corey Oates was sensational last week, got a hat trick for the side. Mm. Um, they're starting to really sort of get it. They haven't gelled yet, but they're really starting to gel the Broncos. So, look, it, honestly, I think that the Panthers are definitely going to win well, but I don't think we would be totally wrong in saying that Broncos are going to come out and score a few points as well in this game. Yeah, well, we'll move on now. Manly versus Titans. This one's a little bit of an interesting one for mine because they're both sides with a little bit of a mixed form line. Manly starting to uh, pick up their game a little bit in recent times. Um, Titans obviously played in that absolute shocker against the Tigers. That was the worst game I've ever seen in my life. Um, They played... Really well in round one up against the Eels. They played average against the Warriors. I think the Titans are a side that, as they progress through the year, will continue to get better. They've got a really, really good side on paper. Um, their attack has been really impressive as well, apart from obviously that Tigers game, but that can't be helped. Uh, look... Manly are uh, tough to get a read on. I, I picked the Knights last week and I, I said it was because Manly had no Tom Dravojevic and then all of a sudden they come out win 30-6. I picked them against the Roosters because the Roosters were inconsistent and weren't completing well enough and then all of a sudden they get beat 26-12. to 
It, it's I don't get Manly, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick him this week. I think they have no excuses in this one. I'm gonna go Manly thirty to twenty. I think the best the best bet of the day would be to go the overs market because there is no way this points going this this game's gonna have any less than forty points scored in it. So I've got Manly winning thirty to twenty. What's your thoughts on this game, Liz? I actually really like this game. I think that it's going to be one that's going to be quite entertaining to watch. I, oh, I wouldn't say I'm enjoying both sides, but I am quite in, interested in these sides each week. They're one of the sides I definitely tune in for, um, and I make sure I tune in for because they they put in efforts for each other each week. So it's going to be a tough one, as you said, mainly. You know, we try and we pick them and then they lose. We don't pick them and then they win. It's sort of hard to get a read on them. Yeah. Um, Christian Tui Peloto last week, I want to give a special shout out to him because he was unreal for Manly. I thought that he put in, he had some really nice touches, put in a good effort there for Manly. Um, Cowell is an absolute freak for this side. We haven't even seen him play in his proper position yet. Um, he's back as well. Obviously, he got taken out of the side due to a, a cork or something, uh, but he's back uh, inside. Yeah. Cherry Evans, I think, has been in some really good form, and he's 33 years old. 33-year-old halfback with, in some decent form. I'm really enjoying what, what I'm seeing from Daly Cherry Evans at the moment, and I think that him and Kieran Foran have been putting in some great efforts over the past few weeks. I do like this game. Dylan Walker off the bench last week was sensational. Um, wow. I, I think that Manly do get, that, get the win here. I'm really liking this side and just speaking about it now has got me even more excited. But I do I think Titans will definitely put up a bit of a fight, but I think Manly do get this win. Yep. Have to agree with that one. Um Titans attack been elite, but you know, it's not gonna be enough with Manly absolutely destroying their uh their right edge and defense, I, I can imagine. Um Titans defense hasn't been good enough. Um as as has been the case in recent years. So I've got Manly winning and and not winning well, but winning in a high-scoring affair. We move on now to the second best match of the round, Storm v. Sharks. We'll get to the match of the round later. But Storm v. Sharks, going to be an absolute cracker. Both teams, four of five, second and third on the ladder. Um, Hard to pick. Very, very tough game to pick. I'll pass over to you first, Les. What are your thoughts? Look, people are going to think this game is hard to pick, and it is. I think Storm get this win, uh, but I think the Sharks will put in a really good effort. I think that the Sharks are going to come out strong for sure because they usually do against the Storm. They usually do for sure. So uh, it's going to be a tight one. I do think that just even over Melbourne's form, they haven't come out and absolutely smashed teams like they usually do at the start of seasons. Mm. They've sort of been competing which has been weird to say for Melbourne. Usually it's not really a competition. It's like men playing with children. You know what I mean? Like it's like under sevens playing the opens, um, under sevens playing first grade, usually when Melbourne versus teams. But look, I think that Melbourne have taken a really different approach to this season, but they're still playing really well. I think that Munster and Hughes have been unreal to start off this season. Pappenhausen has been quite good as well. Um, he, yeah, he's had some really good weeks, um, as Pappenhausen, oh, I love this Melbourne side. I think that they do get the win here. 
Um, I wouldn't say by a huge margin. The one that I'm a bit confused about is the interchange. They've got Brandon Smith and they've got Tyron Wishart on the bench here for the Melbourne Storm. I think that's going to be very interesting to see how they use both of those guys. I'd imagine that Brandon Smith would come on to lock and then Tyron Wishart probably either to nine. Um, yeah, probably to nine, to be honest. But it was quite an interesting one there. Yeah, I'd and- imagine Brandon Smith is going to be used as a forward. Um, yeah. off the bench. So he'd either come on to lock or uh, prop even. He has played a little bit of prop before. Um, yeah. Or even Josh King rotates to prop. Like, you, you don't really know. And Tyron Wishart will just play the usual role that he has been playing since he's been in the side. Yeah, I think... got Moving on to the Sharks, in terms of the Sharks in this game, geez, haven't their back line been unreal? One to five, they've been sensational they've really to, come out strong this one season. to 17 they've been good i i had high wraps on the sharks coming into this year i had them higher than probably most did and they've still come out and surprised me like i didn't expect their halves combo to gel so well i didn't i certainly didn't expect nico Hines to come out and be one of the form players of the competition coming to a new squad and being handed the keys and saying do your best They've come out, they've beaten the Eels early season, which has proved to be extremely tough. They've pumped the Dragons, pumped the Knights, who had started off absolutely amazing. I, I've i got nothing but wraps for this Shark side. And one to seven, they've been elite. Eight to 13, they've been just as good. And even 14 to 17, they've been elite. So it's... It is tough to pick. I do have the Storm winning, though. I don't think the Sharks have been properly tested yet. Like, their win up against the Eels is probably their biggest win so far this year. And Eels, I thought, were really poor in that game. And I think the Storm have been absolutely class since they've started this season, as they usually have been. Their game up against the Rabbitohs, we'll forget that. We'll throw that game in the bin because that was dreadful from both sides. Um, but they game up against the Eels. They were in it the whole way. They looked really good. Game up against the Dogs, absolutely annihilated them. Pappenhausen in superb form. And the game up against the Raiders, I thought the Raiders were good in that game. And um, Storm still did enough to get the job done and get it and get it done well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a Storm win as well. Uh, I'm going to go 22-18. Going to be my score. 22-18 Storm win. Yeah, for sure. I... Talking about this whole team looking good, Blake Braley has come out this year and made a statement, hasn't he, as that informed number nine at the moment to the point where Brad Fittler's giving him a personal shout-out. Like, he looks unreal, unreal. Great service, great defense, great attack. I think that he's been when, really, really good for the Sharkies. When Blake Braley has confidence running the ball, he is a top five hooker in this competition. When he has confidence running the ball, he's, he hasn't had that for a, like for a long time. Like last year, he didn't really run the ball. When he did, he sort of stopped up when he'd get to the line or he'd, he'd go to the line and pass it off. He is running the ball extremely well this season. Um, and that's his main attribute is his ball running ability. And he's looked really good. And obviously his service has been good, but that's key to being a dummy half 
you have to make sure that first and foremost, you're hitting your halves on the chest so that they get enough time or as much time as possible to be able to read the defensive line. He's been doing that perfectly. I've, I can't wrap Blake Braley enough for his start to the season. Um, yeah. So it, it's going to be, it's going to be a good game storm versus sharks, but I, I got the storm winning. Do you think that storm would be a bit upset especially with everything that's happening happening with Munster at the moment. Um, Rumours that he could be leaving to go to the Dolphins. Do you think Storm would be a bit spewing that they let Nico Hines go? Oh, if the Storm are letting people go, they're, they're putting uh, a lot of thought into it. They're certainly not letting anybody go and not thinking of the repercussions in the future. Um, I think the Storm will be just fine. I don't think they'll really care that they let Nico Hines go. Obviously, You'd prefer to keep a guy like Nico, but look, there was no spot for him in the side to be completely fair to him. So um, we'll move on now. The next game, Roosters v. Warriors, which on paper looks like it should be an absolute smacking. But Roosters have just been a little bit dry to start this year. They haven't looked sharp in attack. Their completion rates have been absolutely horrible. Um, I've, I still have the Roosters winning. I'm still going to tip them. But the Warriors could could put up a really good fight here, especially with their recent form. They're three on the trot. It was a pretty bang average game against the Tigers. They beat the, they beat the Broncos pretty convincingly, which, I mean, it's held up to be a pretty good form guide considering the Broncos came out last week and came within four points of, of the Roosters. Um, and they beat the Cowboys, who have been all right to start the year. So... Tough game, tough game to pick purely because I've got my oh, – I'm just a little bit sceptical of the Roosters. They still should win, but Warriors could put up a great fight here. What's your thoughts? I think I think Roosters win this game. And I think that they're very successful in doing so. I really have high wraps uh, on this Roosters side. Tedesco, I think – monorovsky has been decent. He's had some pretty decent touches. Manu's been unreal. Manu has been crazy. He's pretty much been everywhere on the field doing heaps for that Roosters side. Um, Sam Walker, he's putting some really big efforts. I think we're going to have to wait a few more games before we really see Luke Geary start to kick off this season. Um, mainly because ACL is probably one of the hardest injuries to come back from. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised in, until it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if we have to wait a little while before Luke Keary really starts to get back on to form in terms of the Warriors. Walsh has been unreal. Um, Sean Johnson, I thought that on his return, he's been really good for the Warriors. Yeah. Forward packs look unreal for both teams. I honestly really like this game. Yeah. It's going to be a good game. Um, Roosters should win by a big margin if they complete well. But if they don't complete and if they play how they have been playing in some of these games, so the Knights game comes to mind, the Broncos game comes to mind. Um, and what's the other one? The South game as well. Those three games come to mind. And I just think to myself, Warriors could be up for a shot and an upset here. But I'm going to stick solid, stick with the Roosters. We move on to the next game now. Dragons v Knights. Um I got the Dragons winning this, quite simply. 
I think the Knights have been very, very disappointing. Their attack has looked particularly pedestrian the last two weeks. I thought up against Manly, they had every chance to win that. Manly were inviting them back into the game and they just weren't able to capitalise on it. The Knights, their attack has been absolutely stale since their good start to the season. And the Dragons, they, they'd be fired up after four losses on the trot. They had a good win up against the Warriors to start the season. They were solid against the Panthers in fighting back. Jaden Suasin been obviously hurt. Sharks-Dragons game, we'll, we'll throw that one in the bin because early they were uh, early. They were probably put on the back foot a little bit with a couple of dodgy calls. I'm not going to blame the loss on that. They were definitely the lesser side, but you can throw that one away. Eels versus Dragons game. Dragons went with them for 40 and then just weren't good enough in the second 40. And look, the South game, they were, they were close. They were close enough to, to make a contest out of it. So I've got the Dragons. I think their, their form guide reads better recently, to be completely fair. Knights attack just simply not good enough. That if they want to, if they want to have a genuine shot at making the top eight, the Knights their attack has got to be better because they were so pedestrian. They were so right to left, left to right in the last two games that it's not funny. So yeah, I got the Dragons winning eighteen six. What are your thoughts on this game? I think that's quite fair. I think look after the last week, Newcastle. I feel sorry for Knights fans. I really do. I think it's definitely not what they want to be seeing right now, especially when they came out to start this season really, really well. It's kind of strange that I thought that when Callum Pong would come come back into this side that they'd be in even better form than they started out in, and it's kind of been the opposite. And it's nothing against Callum Ponga. It's I don't know. I think it's just that this side needs to gel now with a new fullback. I think that... Um, Adam Clune and Clifford are really going well together. It's an interesting one. And then it looks in terms of the Dragons, Lomax has been in some decent form as well. Um, I don't know what to think of Moses Zembai at fullback just yet. I think that he's a decent player and he's definitely got a lot of potential, but he's sort of reaching the peak to the end of his career now. Um, he's sort of the experienced guy on the team for me. So I don't know what to really think of him at fullback there. Uh, but Ben Hunt, I don't think Jack Bird's the guy to be going in the six. I think that Ben Hunt and Amone is probably their best halves pairing. I think Jack Bird would be more of a back rower lock. Um, but yeah, just looking at this side, looking at each side, I reckon it's going to be close. Knights I think it really is going to be close. Mm. Knights, Knights have the better side on paper, but they do. Form guy, like. They've had they've had a top eight side on paper for the last three years, and it's never eventuated into anything really. Like their their attack's my main concern. Their attack was so stale last year, and it's starting to turn back into those old ways again. It yeah, I'm I'm not keen on the Knights at all. Yeah, look, and we we can say this now, and then we get to this game, and Knights have a really really good game. I think that Kurt Mann's efforts have been unreal. Look, Tyson, Brody's, Brody Jones is just a tackle bot. He's a tackle machine. Um, Daniel Saifidi, David Clemmer returns into the side as well. A bit of experience in the front row. Not that much of a difference, but I mean, it's something. I don't know. I don't know what to think. And Edric Lee on the wing there as well. Bit of try scoring ability. 
I think it, if Knights want to win this game, Kalen Ponga, Jake Clifford and Adam McClune, those guys need to stand up and have a huge game. Uh, I think that they're definitely very, very, very um, likely to win this game if those guys stand up. If they don't, then I'm going to have to give it to St. George. But I do think it'll be very close. Uh, but yeah, I'd even go St. George by six. Yeah, I've got Dragons at the moment. We'll go now over to Eels v Tigers. Match of the round. There'll be a lot of points scored in this one. I don't know if many of them will come from the Tigers. If any, it might be four or ten. Um, Tigers side on paper, they've got Jackson Hastings back, but they surprisingly look worse than they did last week. I don't know. <sighs> the Tigers is an absolute... At the moment, they're a joke of a club. At the moment, they're a joke of a club. I can't say it in any politer way. They're 0-5 to start the season. They're putting up absolutely hideous performances. Up against the Warriors, pathetic. Up against the Titans, pathetic. Up against the Knights, pathetic. Up against the Sharks, pathetic. Their only good game was up against the Storm in round one. Like, and they still lost by 12. I I don't know what to make. Like, I don't know where they go from here. If I'm being complete, like if I'm being completely honest, I do not know where they go from here. Um, Luke Brooks to six is not a smart decision at all, at least in my eyes. Like, I don't know what changing the number on his back's gonna do. I think he needs to spend a couple of weeks in reserve grade after the performance he put up against the Sharks and up against the Titans and up against the Warriors and basically what he's been doing for the last two years. Um, Jackson Hastings is a massive inclusion. To, to not harp on the negatives too much, they've had some really good players to start this season, like Jock Madden, Kelma Tuilangi, Jackson Hastings have been real shining lights for them, but you look at anybody else in their roster, they just haven't been performing. Their outside backs, like James Roberts, Luke Garner, Stafford Teller, David Nofaluma, like David Nofaluma on on a good day is one of the best wingers in the comp. He hasn't had a good day since his contract got renewed. Um, Ken Mamalo, I don't know what he's doing out of the side. I He hasn't been disappointing for mine at all. And well, I don't even have to talk about Parramatta because I can just talk about how West Tigers have been going and, and you know where I'm headed with this. Eels to win 116 to nil. Look, I don't know what to take from that, whether that's a bunch of eels bias or what. Um, but, yeah, look, I do think that the eels are going to – first of all, I want to say that the eels will probably win this game and probably win it really well. Look, it, it, it's a really unfortunate that the Tigers are starting off this way and it does look likely that they're going to win the spoon. I think Luke Brooks has been – he's been – he's been decent for them. To be honest, I think that you're putting a second fiddle half as the main man and expecting him to be the main man when it, clearly he's not the main man. It's He needs another half in there that's going to take that responsibility and let him just play footy because he's a footballer. He's not a main half. And I felt he's so sorry for this bloke. <laughs> he is. He is. is dead set. Happened. I'm being dead set. I just... I think that he's over the past two years, if you want to have a cure to the remedy, it's going to be Luke Brooks needs a guy to take control of the side while he just plays footy. 
Is Jackson, Hastings that guy? Jackson Hastings can be that guy. But what Luke Brooks needs to do is don another color outfit next season. That's what he needs to do. He can't stay at the top. Like, the Tigers can't keep Luke Brooks because he's not delivering the results that the Tigers need. And the Luke Brooks and Luke Brooks cannot stay with the Tigers because they've just absolutely drowned him. Like, Luke Brooks hasn't been able to shine in, in that Tigers side. He hasn't been given the opportunity to. It's the club just needs, like I said this to you before it started, the Tigers just need to blow the whole joint up and start again. They need to use that um, junior. They need to really tap into the juniors. They've got some really good juniors coming through. Their Howard Matthews side is top of the comp at the moment and absolutely carving up with some really good young talent. That's what they need. They need to blow the joint up and start again because they, like at the moment, I'm looking at their side on paper. It looks horrible. Isaiah Papali and Api Corusau aren't going to fix that. And if they do, it's going to be a one or two year solution. They, there just needs to be, uh, there needs to be a fresh face leading the Tigers, to be honest. There needs to be a chat. There needs to be a sit down chat with the boys saying, look, we're not afraid to drop yours. None of you have, oh God trying to word this to my, the best of my ability. I'd sit every single one of these guys down and say over the next few weeks, as you said, the Harold much side is going particularly well in that comp. There's a lot of guys that aren't in the side that definitely deserve to have a kick up to first grade. If we think that you're not performing well over the next few weeks, then we're going to go and start digging into the lower grades. And I think they already have, and I don't think that's working. Like guys like Simkin, then you guys said- like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, then New South know. Wales Cup, then New South Wales Cup side has been bang average. Like they don't have anyone to go to. Like this squad on paper that I'm looking at is what they have, and that even then they're dropping blokes like Ken Mamalo, who hasn't they he hasn't done anything wrong. Like, and he's one of their captains as well. They've literally dropped one of their captains. Like it's it's ridiculous to me. Um, they've got no they've got nowhere to turn to. They just. They just need to go, you know what? James Roberts, we don't need you. We're paying you too much. Get out. Luke Brooks, get out. That, that'd be good, best for Luke Brooks as well. Like James Tamo, get out. Bloody everyone except for Kelma Tulangi. Even though Kelma Tulangi's signed elsewhere for next season, hasn't he? Like he's he's going to be gone soon. I, it's, it's an absolute train wreck of this club. The only people that I'd keep from this current roster is Dane Laurie, Stefano Yutukamanu, Jackson Hastings, Adam Dewey, and Jock Madden. Like that's, those are the only people that I'm keeping from this roster, to be honest. Just blow the club up, uh, look to restart. The, it's got to start from the board down as well. Like the board has been there for the last 10 years and just watched them suffer. They need to go. Uh, if this keeps on going, like what the Rabbitohs had a couple of spoons, had a couple of dodgy seasons, they got kicked out of the comp. The Tigers at this stage deserve to be kicked out of the comp. I've, I wouldn't be disappointed if they did. Oh, look, I'm not as passionate on the topic as you are, obviously, but look, I, I just think that the side at the moment isn't performing well, but over the past few weeks, that weeks haven't been performing well because the side altogether hasn't been on the go forward. Stefano Utikamano has obviously been out with injury. When he comes back, I think there'll be a bit of a difference. But then again, you've got guys 
Like, I, James Roberts struggled to make first grade at South Sydney, struggled to make first grade at most other clubs due to other mental health issues. Um, no disrespect to James Roberts. Um, he comes into this side, he's, he performed well for the first few weeks and then he's been in and out of the side. It's been really confusing to watch. Um, stuff at Toa was really going well at the Knights. Wasn't in the side for most of the start of the season and only just started to get brought in. I mean, just scrolling down this list, Hastings has been probably one of the buyers of the season for them. For them in particular, Hastings has been one of the great buyers. There's the other thing. There's the other thing. Why is Oliver Gildart not in this side? Yeah. James Roberts. James Roberts. Jacob Little, Oliver Gildart, Kem Amalo, four starters that have been performing really well for this side. Um, I wouldn't even say as well. I wouldn't even say they've been performing. Yeah. They've been performing bang average, if I'm being honest. But what other options do they have? Like they they can't just keep messing around with a broken side. They either need a stick, they need a pick and stick with a side. They oh, I can't talk about how much Look, I don't, I don't, I, I I don't even want to talk about the Tigers anymore because it's just gonna make me upset. I, I think that on paper a tiny bit of you know, flair about them. Luciano Lua off and Gao has been unreal over the past few weeks. Jackson Hastings has a lot of potential to turn this side around. Laurie's been unreal and he's definitely a rookie of the future. Nofaluma, week in, week out, puts in 100% for these guys and, and doesn't really get much out of it. I mean, yeah, look, I don't want to really want to talk about it because if I keep talking about the Tigers, it's just going to make me upset because I, I want them to do well, but it's, I don't. it's just unfortunate <laughs> the situation that they're in. As long as that board is in at the moment, I want them to do horrible until they realise that they need to get their shit together and blow the joint up. That's what I want. Like I, I don't want to see them make the eight in the next three years just to then turn into a shithole of a club for the next couple of years after that. Like that's how that's what I see happening. Appy Corusau comes there; he's getting towards the end of his career. Puts in a couple of good seasons for him, gets him to the eight. People start to get hope again. Then once he goes. What do they turn into again? Like, I don't even think Apicorosau can fix this. For being honest, not there's not a soul on earth that could fix this that this squad as it is right now. Um, we'll talk about much happier topics, and that's the Eels. Um, Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses have been absolutely setting the world on fire. They've been in phenomenal form. They've combined for sixteen try assists in five games. Talk about that. He's already Dylan Brown's already tripled his uh tripled his try assist tally from last year. I know that was something that people harped on on about a lot. I had massive expectations for Dylan Brown coming into this year. He did not let me down. They've been absolutely flying. They've been they've been doing what they what's needed to be done. And I think Eels can go a lot further this year than they have in the previous couple of years. They're looking a lot better. Um, they're also they're also not looked like if you compare games, uh, if you compare across games, you might, you might say that their start to 2020 was better, which yeah, probably was, but Eels are in it for the long run They They need to be looking towards finals footy at all times. And I think they are this year. And I think they're going to do a lot better than they have the last couple of years, but that's, 
strictly speculation at this point. We just need to see. We just need to see how they go by the back end of the year. Hopefully they do a lot better than they have the last couple of years. Their squad's looking fantastic. It's looking really good to start this year. I'm keen to see how they go. And it, honestly, if Eels... The West Tigers come out and put and put up a good put up a good fight, and I wouldn't be disappointed purely because Para don't need to put them away by a long way. All they need to do is sort of come out and make sure they get the two points at the end of the day and keep themselves in that top four. But yeah, I I can't see a world in which Tigers do put up a fight. If I'm being completely honest. Nothing really much to say about the Eels other than they're one of the most informed sides at the moment. Loving Brown and Moses. We talked you talked about them before, but really, really inform halves in the competition at the moment, if not the inform halves in the competition. Um, Moses has been unreal, big efforts each week. Gutherson has been sensational, especially last week. He put in a huge effort. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I'm really liking Parramatta at the moment and yeah, even Madison off the bench has been sensational for you guys. Madison has improved out of sight. So, or yeah, even just very, very. Just to put it into context, who's the who's number one and number two for tries across the whole competition? Yeah, Mitchell Moses. Um, Mitchell Mo- Mitchell Moses first with ten. Dylan Brown second with six. And then the next best is uh, fifth, which I believe uh, is five assists. Not the next best is fifth. The next best is five assists. And I believe that comes from Nico Hines, although I will fact check that before I make a definitive statement. So try assists. Yeah. Mitchell Moses first with 10. Dylan Brown second with six. Sorry, I tell a lie. Tom Dearden's third with six. Harry Grant with five. AJ Brimson with five. So it's... They're the informed halves in the competition. They've been absolutely killing it. Yeah, for sure. I have to agree with you, man. And I think that, yeah, it will be a pretty easy win for the Yields. And, yeah, nothing really much more to say about it. 172 to nil. Right. (laughs) That's enough out of us now. Half done on that last game for a little too long, but I'm very passionately against what the Tigers are doing at the moment. And obviously love Parramatta. But we'll we'll move on from that. Thanks for coming on again, Les. Another great round preview. Um, no worries, I believe man. you tipped, I believe you tipped all the same clubs as I did. So I'm gonna maintain my one point lead um, coming in after next week. So we're cheering about that. Anyways, thanks for coming on, Les. Chat to you next week. No worries, mate. Well, there you go, guys. That was the round preview with the short ball. Again, I'll be doing my own one by myself for each day that the footy is on. The day the game's on, the preview will come out. So make sure you stay tuned for those. But thank you for choosing Big Lezzer's Leg. If you don't already, go give the short ball a follow on at underscore the short ball on Instagram. Uh, He has a really good page running at the moment. So make sure you go and give him a follow. But thank you for choosing Big Lezzers League and all the rugby league experience. Recommend this podcast to a friend. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Well, well.